Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we discuss the diverse beliefs of Ginger, Chris, and Jen, three attendees of the Mind, Body, Spirit Expo recently held in Raleigh, North Carolina. So let's speak with Ginger, Chris, and Jen. But first, a show note. This week's recordings were conducted with facial coverings. Also, despite being socially distanced from the conference attendees, the acoustics of the building were loud and reverberative, which led to below-par sounding audio at times. Sure. So um, I think the concept of what happens next, what happens after we die is super interesting. And like as we see here with the vendors who are tapping into the afterlife, the supernatural, um, I think it's it's fascinating that we um, all carry such different beliefs about it. You have a strong belief in the afterlife, Mm -hmm. meaning that we survive our deaths. Yes. On a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that this belief is true? Oh, that's a... See, the intellectual sciencey girl in me. Um, maybe, a, maybe a four. Four out of seven? Four or five, yeah. Uh, okay. So mostly confident, but not wholly confident. Sure. Not willing to bet a lot of money on it. <laughs> on a scale from one to seven... How important is it for you to believe in things that are true? Seven. How do you know this belief is true? So, I believe, so a lot of it comes from hope, right? Which is different from belief. But also, um, I had a really interesting psychic reading about a year and a half ago where I connected with folks who had passed And so that made it very difficult for me not to acknowledge that something happens once we die. So you give two reasons why you believe the belief. One is hope, you Mm -hmm. hope it's true. And the other one is that you had a psychic reading that showed you that there was an afterlife. Yes. So let's take the first thing that you said, Mm -hmm. hope. Does hoping that something is true, how does that relate to whether that is true? So, it really doesn't, right? Like, I think we, I hope it's true because life feels so important that it's sad to think that it just ends and nothing else happens. Um, But there's nothing about that hope that makes that true. 
Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Then maybe we should take the second reason. Okay. You had a psychic reading that mm-hmm. showed you that there was an afterlife. Yes. Can you tell me more about how that happened? Sure. So just from a place of experience, I decided to go see a psychic. I want to be really open-minded, and I had never really had the experience before. And I met with a uh, psychic and with no expectations going in, no hopes of really connecting with anyone specific. Um, But the folks who showed up, which were my parents, um, as well as grandparents, but the very important interaction that I had was with my dad, who uh, we, the day that he passed, he was sick. It wasn't a great last interaction. Um, He told me to get out of his hospital room and I called him a jackass and left. And then he passed away. Oh, goodness. So during the psychic reading, my mom had come through very strong. Mm. And I said, what about my dad? And the response was, he's here. He's just afraid you're still upset with him. The interaction I'd had with my dad in the hospital room is not one that I shared with anyone because it was hurtful. Yeah. Um, So that was kind of the beginning of like, okay, I hear you. So it seems like there's a lot of positive benefits from this belief. Right. Because... From what I understand, your last interaction, unfortunately, with your father, it didn't go like one would hope. And this belief is a way that you can communicate with him and not let that be the last interaction. I get that. Right. And it was kind of a resolution. Like it was a more positive resolution of our relationship besides the actual interaction of the day he passed away. Sometimes I wonder, and tell me what you think, do we hold the beliefs we hold because we want them to be true versus them being true? What do you think about that? So I think that when you want something to be true, it's, it's easier to find support for that, sure. Right. So it's similar to the concept of you buy a new car and all of a sudden everyone's driving the same car. So if we want things to be true, we're going to look for evidence to support that it is. Um, In my case, I just was open to either way. Either way was fine. Um, And now I have the warm fuzzies that it is true. Sure. If this belief, and I'm not saying this is the case, but if this belief wasn't true. Right. Would there be a way you could find that out, figure that out, if it wasn't? If the belief were true, would there be a way I could figure it out? If the belief wasn't true, okay. would there be a way you could figure it out? To die. So that's one test. <laughs> Sounds like a, a difficult test. Is there a more straightforward way we could figure that out? No, I can't. I mean, other than, I mean, I think it's difficult to argue with the experience that I had, even myself as a skeptic and tried to make sure I didn't have social media things that led to that interaction. But I really can't think of any other way. Let's just suppose Tommy, Tommy's sitting next to you and Tommy says, no, we don't survive our deaths. He says that's uh, not true belief, let's say. Mm-hmm. And you say it is. Okay. And so Tommy says, nope, I've had experience that it's not. You say, yes, I've had experience that it is. How can we find out the truth, what's real? Oh. 
I feel like you know the answer, and I don't. Oh, I'm, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I have the answer. No, it's I mean, easier to ask the questions. Promise. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's just going to. Um, you're always going to be different arguments, right? And there are always going to be people who are certain that one thing is true and the same thing, someone else is going to be certain that it's not. Yeah, so. yeah. So it seems like what you're saying is that we're all kind of floating along on the sea of beliefs. We all have these strong beliefs and the things that we believe, and we all believe them pretty strongly. But you're telling me there's no way to find out what's true and real. Maybe it's not important, right? Maybe it's um, just a collection of experiences that shift and change as you move along in life. I certainly 10 years ago would have vehemently said, no, there's no way. So it doesn't seem that there's a way to know for sure besides to die, which I'm not really interested in today. <laughs> is it useful, do you think, just generally speaking, uh -huh. is it useful to have a belief, any belief, that can't be shown to be false if it's false. Because if a belief can't be shown to be false, then how do we know it's true? Is it useful? So absolutely, I think that the beliefs that we hold do have an impact on our moral decisions a lot of times. Again, they some beliefs bring you hope, even on the darkest days. And so, yeah, absolutely believe that there is benefit and that it's useful to have beliefs that may not be necessarily proven. So it's okay to have strong beliefs if they are a benefit, even though those beliefs might not necessarily be true. Sure. So at the beginning of the conversation, I asked you, on a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that your belief is true? Mm -hmm. And you said five? Five, yeah. And are you still at the same number? Yes. And then I also asked you, on a scale from one to seven, <laughs> how important is it for you to believe in things <laughs> that are true? Yes. Seven. I said seven. So what do you think now? So I still believe it's important to believe things that are true. Um, but I don't think it's reasonable to only believe things that you can prove scientifically that are true. If there's something that you can't show to be true, mm -hmm. then how do you know it's true? Because it's your belief, or it comes from your hope or your experience or your intuition maybe, right? So I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I have expectations and hopes and beliefs about those things. Is there an objective way we could figure out whether your belief is true, if it is true? No. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. I can't think of any way. Can you? Has anyone? I would love to know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> is there an objective way to know that we survive our death? That's a tough one. If we can't objectively know that to be true, mm -hmm. what do you think the best default position should be? That we shouldn't believe it until we have evidence that it's true, or we should go on believing it 
unless there's some kind of evidence to show to the contrary. So I feel like it's, what is the best default? What makes the most sense to you? Sure. Um, the most, what makes the most sense to me is to listen to my intuition and to not close myself off from the experiences, the belief, the hope that these things exist just because I don't have proof. Now, to each his own though. So definitely want there to be space and room for others to make their own decision. Um, but I would like the opportunity to, to continue that belief, right? Last question. Okay. If your belief wasn't true, and I'm not saying that's the case, but if it wasn't, okay. would you want to know it? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it. <laughs> What's right. your name again? Ginger. Ginger. I really appreciate Ginger. Yeah, this was, fun. was fun. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Very interesting. Thank you. I'll check out your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. We continue our conversation with three attendees of the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo recently held in Raleigh, North Carolina, coming up after this short break. Hi, this is Mark Solomon, host of Being Reasonable. Do you like the show and want to help? Please subscribe to Being Reasonable as a podcast and maybe even write us a review. Thanks. I kind of believe that we get recycled in some way after we die. I wouldn't say necessarily reincarnation, but I believe that when you die, you have the choice to maybe relive your life or go on and, and do something different after you die. Because to me, the, the idea of a, of, a, of a perfect heaven it seems like it would get boring. In either direction you go, if you, if you were to go to a heaven, if you were to go to, to hell, I think an eternity in that situation would be a little difficult to, to, uh, to handle, for me at least. So another, another reason why I kind of believe in it is because I have very um, vivid dreams. And so for me, like I've had some dreams about <laughs> what happens after we die and that kind of stuff. And they were very uh, vivid to me. And uh, it sounds silly, but I think when you die, I, I do think that you have a choice to, to make some, to either get recycled or to be reincarnated or to do something different. Okay, to restate the belief back to you, and I'm gonna to try to do it in a shorter form. Sure. The belief is, is that you believe that we survive our deaths. Yes. When we die. Yes. And how we do that seems to be a choice. Yes. On a scale from one to seven, how confident are you that this belief is true? Uh, I would say a four. <laughs> About a four. So. More confident than not, but not extremely confident. Right. On a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? About a, I, mean, I guess I mean around a four, I guess. Because for me, like, I always took things with a grain of salt. And I've had major surgeries where you get put under anesthesia and you don't, you just, you're one, one minute you're there and one minute you're not. There is no in-between state. So I, I, my gut, I would like to believe that there's something else after we die rather than just be, it be nothing. Does wanting to believe a belief is true, how does that have a relationship to what is true? 
Well, huh, that's a difficult question. I think, uh, so you're, you, you're wanting to believe, but you also want it to be true. Is that what you're asking me? I think you said that you want it to be true. Yes. And I was asking, what is the relationship between wanting something to be true and that thing being actually true? Well, I guess for me, the question is, is like, what, what is really true? How do you know which religion or which thought afterlife is the, actually the true one to, to follow? There is no actual evidence for me. Uh, you know, people are always looking for evidence of things, and the only evidence I have is my dreams, if you can even call that evidence. If someone asks you what is the best evidence you have for your belief being true, it's the vivid dreams. Yes. Right. That's the only real thing that I have to go on to make me think that something else exists after we die. There are, there are other, you know, personal occurrences, like uh, you can call them paranormal stuff that maybe kind of makes me lean that there's something after death. But for me, like my dreams are the only ones that, that gives me clear evidence that something is true or not, as far as like they're an afterlife. Let's suppose that I believe that Buddy Holly, who died, now through some supernatural reason that I can't really explain, he's a God now. And the reason why I know that he's a God now, a literal God, is because I've had intense dreams of him being a god. Well, what does that say about Buddy Holly and whether he is a god, let's say? I believe if you believe that it's true and it's not hurting anybody or causing harm to anybody else, that it doesn't really matter. If you want to believe Buddy Holly is, is now a god and you don't have any tangible proof for that, and you're not harming anybody, and it makes you happy to believe that, then go ahead. I think also human beings have a way of, of giving something that's maybe not true empowerment and therefore making it true. <clears throat> for example, if everybody believed that the Greek gods still existed and it gave them comfort and all that kind of stuff, I believe now that those Greek gods exist for them. I may not believe that the Greek gods exist, but for them, it does. You pass by a tub of popcorn yes. over there. In that tub, there is an even or odd number of popcorn kernels. I don't know what the truth is. Presumably, you don't know what the truth is. But I'm thinking that there is an answer, an objective, universal truth there that doesn't matter what I believe in it it doesn't matter what you believe. Well, if it's kind of like the, I don't know what the name of it, the cat in the box idea, that in one state it is alive, in one state, once you open cat. it, uh -huh. it's, it's dead. So since you and I, unless we count every individual corn, mm -hmm. piece of you know popcorn, uh, we would find the answer. But if we didn't want to do that, and you thought it was even, mm -hmm. and I thought it was odd, then it's reasonable to say that it exists in both states. So there are both an even and odd number of popcorn kernels in that tub. Yeah. What does us counting the kernels have anything to do with how many kernels there are? For example, would there be the same number of kernels in that popcorn tub whether we 
even existed or not. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. I mean, to me, like the problem, the issue starts to get is like if someone physically counted the, the, the pieces of popcorn and said, well, no, now it's, uh, it's seven kernel, you know, seven pieces of popcorn. And I was like, well, I always thought it was six. So I would have to, like, for me personally, I'm a, I would like to think I'm a reasonable person. It would have to change my views a little bit and be like, okay, no, it's, it's seven. I've been kind of wrong and I need to change my views. If we didn't exist at all and nobody was there to count the pieces of popcorn, then I still think it would exist in two different states. One being that it would be an odd number and one would be, it would be an even number. So you're saying that math only works if we exist? Yeah, well, math is kind of a, I wouldn't say it's a human concept. I mean, math is unique in that it's the only universal language that, you know, the entire world agrees upon. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand how our existence affects how many popcorn kernels there are in that tub. That's what I'm just trying to well, put my head around. In my logical mind, I'm thinking like, well, nobody made the popcorn, so therefore the popcorn never existed if human beings didn't exist. Well, but in this hypothetical yeah, question... It's, a, it's hypothetical. <laughs> right. In yeah. this hypothetical question, it doesn't, really. There could be... It doesn't matter how many pieces of popcorn are in there if we don't exist. It doesn't matter, but... I want to know what's true. Well, again, I, I would think that the the pieces of popcorn exist in various states so long as you believe in it. So if no one believes that, no one's around to, to believe that the popcorn exists, it still exists on many different levels. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? You might have to clarify just a little. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you might have to clarify. I'm, I'm trying sure. to understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, well, you're asking some really uh, difficult questions. Uh, you know, that, you know, I think people do spend time thinking about these metaphorical questions. I, I, myself, I always existed, like, thought of if, let's say, the Christian God does exist and Jesus did exist. Uh, or, and then sometimes I question it, well, where the, did he really, does God really do, do, does exist? And so I believe that for a lot of individuals who believe in Christianity, that God does exist, but also he can choose to not exist for, like he'd be in two states, so it's kind of difficult. As, as far as the popcorn, you want to know, like, does, does believing that it exists if we're not here, is that what you're asking? Maybe I should ask a broader question then. Is there such a thing as a universal objective truth or are all truths personal and, and subjective? I believe that all truths are personal. I don't believe there is a, a, a one thing out there, one religion, one, you know, one universal aspect of how things go, or go. I believe that because of our perceptions with our, with our eyes and our ears mm -hmm. and things that we see and touch, mm -hmm. that we go through the world in a personal state. I think that some people can rely less on their, what, what they see with their eyes and hear what with their ears, and maybe they have a different view of, of, of religion and the world and, it, and how the universe works altogether. But I think because the way that humans are built, 
that naturally we take personal truth as what should be, and all, not only that, but it, experiences that have happened to us personally. And that we take those pieces and then we try to put them together and be like, okay, this, this is what works for me. This is how I understand the world. If personal truths are true, wouldn't that mean that everything is true? Yes. So everything because is true. What, what I, yes, because what I believe is true to me, what that person believes over there, who am I to say like what he believes isn't true? For him, it, for him exists. You're saying you don't want to offend somebody's no, no, beliefs. Well, no, it's, it's not just like offending. It's just for me a common acceptance that what they believe is, I may not believe myself, but for them it's true and for me it's true. But what I believe is true. So whatever I believe in is true for me, and whatever they believe in is true for them. Therefore, both things exist at the same time. So both are true. Yes. A real-world example, we're living in the midst of a pandemic. Yes. A vaccine just came out. Yes. If half the country believes that the vaccine works and is effective and is important for all of us to take. Yes. And the other half of the country believes that the vaccine is dangerous and will kill you. Uh-huh. Those are two different diametrically opposed beliefs. Yes. Are both beliefs true? Well, so, <laughs> I don't, so what, what I was speaking about was in regards to, to religion, but if you're talking about something that scientific, like for me, my short answer is I don't, no, I don't think that one is more true than the other. So both are true. I know, I know that, that, no, I don't, I don't believe both are true. Like the problem for me, the way that you would have evidence is people dying. So people, people will be, people are dying without a vaccine. So there's a test. We could find out how, what's yes, true. Yes, there's a test and it's scientific and we can find out like, okay, yes, the vaccine's working. No, the vaccine is not working. As far as like, religious views because we have no tangible evidence that we can test i'm saying that since there's no actual evidence as far as religion goes that it's possible that both states exist at the same time the great gods exist the the, the buddha exists all those exist because we have no actual tangible evidence should we believe in anything where there's no evidence no because oh i because it gives people hope. The issue it, it com comes down to is if that religion is harming other people or causing wars or if it's hurting another person. It's the, uh, the same idea that I have with, with sex. If, if a person wants to, whatever a person does with an extending adult behind closed doors and not hurting another person is fine because they're not hurting anybody else. I think the issue comes down to when it actually starts hurting uh, societies where like, for example, like the Jews get persecuted and wars have been started with the Christians and all kinds of stuff. In my vaccine example. The, I'm, I'm sorry, if I take a pencil and I drop it, it mm -hmm. didn't drop because of magical, magical force, it dropped because of science and we have evidence of gravity. Mm -hmm. So therefore, since we have tangible physical evidence, I would believe that it, science does exist and gravity does exist. It didn't just drop, it dropped because of a magical force. Vaccines have been proven to stop diseases and to 
make people more immune. And there's scientific evidence and data for that. And so the people who believe that it is harmful or dangerous, I, I mean, I used to date a, a lady who didn't believe in vaccination. And I had to, I tried to, to show her some YouTube videos and news reports and stuff like that to change her mind. And it was still difficult to change her mind that vaccines were not dangerous. Why uh, do you think it was difficult to change her mind? Because I think it was important because she didn't want to, she didn't, she felt guilty about being wrong. She would, I think it was a, it was a, it was a shame thing that she would feel like she was an idiot or she was dumb or something like that, admitting that it was, that she was actually in the wrong. Back to your belief. If you happen to be incorrect about your belief, I'm not saying that you are, just if you happen to be, would you be okay with it? Would I be what? Would you be okay with it? Yes. Yes, I think, you, I think people, at least in today's society, need to be more flexible about being wrong and being accepting that they are wrong and maybe perhaps they need to accept some other kind of view. I think today we have so many people in society who believe so much in one, they don't put themselves in other people's shoes. And for me, even the, the non-vaccination people, I try to put myself in their shoes and I can see why they're seeing evidence from maybe not reliable sources saying like, oh, my vac this vaccine killed my child or this vaccine caused this to my, to my, to my body. Um, so I can see it from their point of view. And even if I was wrong and vaccines were terrible and they killed, you know, they were really awful, I would have to admit that I was wrong and change my viewpoints. Back to your belief. Uh -huh. If you were wrong about your belief, and I'm not saying that you are, but if you were, how would you be able to discover that? In order to discover if I was wrong or not, I would have to try and do a lot more self-discovery, such as reading books, talking to other people, seeing other religions, going to different uh, religious practices. I, you know, I've never walked into a synagogue. I've never uh, sat down and sp spoken to a Jewish gentleman. I've never gone and talked to a Muslim and about their their faith, even with uh, the the Wiccan or the paganism that's happening, you know, uh, my my thoughts on it that that religion is still kind of new. So if you talk to a Muslim and this Muslim said to you things about the universe that resonated to your satisfaction, then you would no longer have potentially your belief. Right. I would probably change my view. If there was something that I totally didn't agree with, um, like I don't like, for example, the hardest part for me for religion is there are things in every religious aspect that I kind of don't agree with. And, uh, you know, a lot of Christian beliefs that, you know, being homosexual or gay is, is a sin and that person goes to hell for eternity. But that doesn't resonate with me. That bothers me a whole lot because I've had, you know, gay friends and, you know, they've been wonderful people and they actually had go to church themselves and have their own church. So for me, I can't necessarily just get on board with being, a, you know, that particular type of Christian when, you know, it doesn't resonate with me. How do you feel like this conversation went? 
Uh, well, I think it's a good conversation. I, um, you know, I don't, that's another thing I think that people are missing is today is like people just don't talk to each other physically. I think a lot of people just read stuff online, whether it's from a revenue, you know, a, a good news source or maybe a potentially bad news source, watching YouTube videos of, of particular belief, like a QAnon or something like that, and not really talking to another individual. Um, you know, my neighbor, I'm not, I'm not Democrat or Republican. I'm not even independent. I think they're both kind of crappy in their own ways. But my, uh, my neighbor is a, is a Republican. He's a Trump supporter. Uh, he's not a bad person, but I tried to talk to him and get his side of things. You know, he used to work in the police force. Uh, he's under the, the idea that Trump was a good businessman, but you know, there's evidence that he's, he's not. Uh, and I think a lot of these people are trying to latch onto something that will make them feel better and give them hope, but it may be a false sense of hope. Now that you can say that's the scary thing about religion is that you can believe your entire life about a particular religion, it'd be wrong. When I asked you about truth being subjective or rather truth being universal and objective, the way I think about it is that when truth is relative and subjective and personal, that the beliefs that you discussed and seem crazy to you, like QAnon, is still every bit as true as any other belief. And I see that getting us into trouble. What do you think? So part of the, my, my belief system is that there's a collective consciousness per se, and that if people believe in, enough in something that they could make it exist. You're saying by believing in something, you can make it exist. Yes, but the issue I have with that is like, for me, I don't know, like, how am I gonna know if QAnon is actually real or not real? Will, how, will how I have to be a police officer that investigates that kind of uh, issues? Would I have to be some kind of um, CIA informant? Would I have to be uh, a, a party to that, that kind of stuff? But if, if I never saw it, mm -hmm. I can't, me personally, I can't say QAnon doesn't exist. My heart says like maybe it probably does not exist, but. but it's, a great, it's a great question. If you wanted to know whether there was a pedophile ring in the basement of Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in DC. Right. How could we go about finding out? You would have to have a investigated body that the majority of people trusted to go in there and do a non-biased investigation of that. But the problem the issue is- So there's is a truth there. Either there's a pedophile ring in the bottom of this there, pizza or, place or there's not. Yeah, there, there's, I'm going to say most likely at a, at a pizza place, there's going to be not. The, the, the issue when you come to that, like when I think about that situation, I'm not really thinking about if a pedophile ring exists or not. I'm thinking about that poor pizza guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, nobody else is really thinking about the poor pizza guy who's just running his own business yeah. and he gets kind of screwed in that situation. I think there are people who believe less with evidence and then there are people who believe more with evidence such as, for example, like people who believe science more and then there's people who believe faith more. Like I have a, I have a, a mother-in-law 
who believes that the, the stuff happens and it's God's plan, right? And so stuff that happens, like she believes that we got Trump because it was God's plan. And in, in my head, I'm trying to think about, but there's no, there's no, there's no tangible evidence that I was, that was, you know, God's plan. In my mind, I'm just thinking it was a, it was a, caught, it was caused by what Americans hold value and believe at the, at certain points in time. And she, again, she's not causing any harm that she believes that, you know, it was God's plan to make Trump president. Then whom I, who don't share the same beliefs, say that that's wrong. But it's not trying to be offensive. And my logical brain, I'm thinking to myself, is like, well, I can't really say that she's, she's wrong. It could be God's plan. I have no evidence of that. As far as the pizza place goes, though, you can find evidence that there was a pedophile ring that was, that existed underneath the, you know, the, the pizza place. But they, they do make it true in a sense, but there's ways to find out that it does not actually exist. What if somebody said the statement to you, I want to proportion how strongly I believe in something to the evidence available for that thing being true. They want to proportion their... So what if someone told you how strongly I believe in something yes. should be proportional to how much evidence there is for that thing being true and real. Well, see, that, that's... Or, ev or evidence for that thing being true or real. So... So that, that's like the major conundrum that I, I have is, is the, the evidence of things. Um, you know, for me, I don't really have a direct answer to your question, but for me, like, I, I want, I'm a person that wants, that wants to see evidence, but I'm a little jealous of people who can find comfort in believing in a God and giving themselves over to a God and not having to worry so much. I get it. It's comforting. Mm -hmm. In the, in the, I had a Catholic girlfriend where we went to a Catholic church and I'm not Catholic, but I went to her church and there was a lot of ritual stuff involved in it, lighting candles, praying, sure. singing. And mm -hmm. I, can, I can truly see how someone can find that really comforting. Absolutely. So, so for me, I wish I can get over to the fact that I need to see evidence of everything. But then again, I don't want to believe in something that like vaccines are, are bad. I can't fully give myself over to that belief because it doesn't agree with, 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 with me. I really get a good sense now how you see the world and I appreciate it, really. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. I love having these conversations. <laughs> well, it's great, but it's a little frustrating for me to be, to be honest. Um, these, are, know, my, these are difficult things to wrap your head around for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, if I wanted to believe that like a cat was, you know, laying underneath this table over here mm -hmm. and there was no physical evidence that you don't see a cat. You don't believe a cat is underneath there because there's no evidence that a cat's there. Mm -hmm. But it gives me comfort that the cat's there. Then who cares? I, I believe it so long, so long as you're not actually hurting other people. I believe that you can, you're allowed to believe whenever you want to believe. And that's why, and that's why I asked you one of the first questions I asked you is how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? And on a scale from one to seven, you didn't say seven. You said four. 
and f as far as I can tell, entirely consistent with that. With that, I got to think my answers are kind of confusing. <laughs> well, I really, truly enjoyed this conversation. Really. Well, I hope, I hope there's is, more people that probably. Uh, but no, this is really I'm, that, that I'm have not more kidding. of this a is, direct this... answer to your questions no, than no, I do because I, is... I really I'm just confused nope. as everybody else. And I so much appreciate your honesty. I really do because it beats pretending you know something that you don't know. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> I know I I would like to think that I'm intelligent, man, and I like science that I, I do enjoy. I think that's a little bit of a the sticking point for me in believing in something that maybe not ha doesn't have evidence is that I always want to see evidence. And you meet these scientists though who who uh, do believe in God and are Christians, and they believe that an atom exists because you know God put it there. The Big Bang happened because God pushed the the all the elements you know to cause that ex explosion. Um, well, I I really appreciate your seeking and. What we're doing right now, uh -huh. this is called street epistemology. Oh, is it? Okay. It's just a way of having a conversation about not a belief itself, but how we form beliefs. And is the way we form beliefs a reliable way to form beliefs? That's it. And the beautiful thing is that we're having a polite, friendly conversation about beliefs and you don't even know what I believe, but we are able to converse and not get upset. And that's why I do the podcast. We continue our conversation with three attendees of the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo recently held in Raleigh, North Carolina, coming up after this short break.
I believe everything's off of energy. That's kind of been how I've been born. I feel things more than I, like, I feel things more than I can, like, explain them, and I feel like energy flows through me and stuff. Um, I think that sounds like a really interesting belief. Tell me about this energy. Can this energy be measured? Is there any way we know this energy exists, aside from you saying it exists? Um, so I, I know that the energy exists because it's, like, an awareness part of my brain. Um, like, when I'm meditating or when I'm just relaxed or... When I'm around somebody with like off energy, I can tell when it changes or like I can feel when things change. Let's say Tommy is sitting next to you and Tommy wants to know if your belief is true. Is there an objective way we could let Tommy know that your belief is true? I think one way is um, being present in a way. So like meditating or just being in that moment helps you feel or realize the energy more than being like dazed out, if that makes sense. Being more present in the moment, knowing what's going on, aware and all of that. And what if Tommy doesn't experience that? And he says, I don't really have evidence that for it's, I really don't have evidence that that is true. Mm-hmm. How could we find out that it's true if it's true? Is there a way that we could do a test that's not subjective? You know, is there a way we could... I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm able to explain it the right way, but um, like during meditation when you're breathing, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes you're aware of your breath and then sometimes you're not aware of your breath. So like being aware of your breath and aware of what's happening, it kind of helps you feel or understand a little bit more than if you weren't aware, if that makes sense. Maybe a thought experiment <laughs> will help. This is good. Let's suppose I believe Buddy Holly. You know who Buddy Holly is? I was say, Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly? The musician? Oh, yeah. Probably Bye. too young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a musician. Oh, this will be good. Let's suppose that I believe that, because he recently passed, that Prince mm-hmm. is a god, a literal god. I believe it, mm-hmm. okay? And when I pray to Prince, my breathing changes and I can sense that it's real. Mm-hmm. But let's suppose it's not real. Let's suppose that I am believing that Prince is a god, even though he's, he's unfortunately not. a dead musician. How could I learn that truth? Hmm. I guess... <laughs> I'm actually not sure. I don't really know how to explain it. Like, it's in my brain, but it's, like, it's hard to explain. Like, um, well, one, I guess it's, like, tests. Like, um. It's a hard question. It is. It is. How can you Um, I'm not really sure. Because I feel like as humans, like, we kind of believe in, like, what we believe or, like, it's like perception in a way. So. Are we saying that we believe things that aren't true? Sometimes. <laughs> How can we tell the difference? Um, in your case. For me, 
I go with what feels right, if that makes sense. Um, Do things like, feel right? Like yeah. intuition, like gut feelings and stuff. I'm kind of more that way. Can things feel right and you can have a gut feeling about something, yet that thing still not be true? I guess in a way, yes, but it would be like that person's truth instead of the truth, if that makes sense. So we all have our personal truths. Yeah, we all have our personal truths. Our personal truths, true? Partially. <laughs> um, that. <laughs> For example, you see all these flowers on uh, spread out here. Mm -hmm. There is either an even or odd number of flowers. I don't know what the answer is. I presume you don't know what the answer mm -hmm. is, but there is an answer. There's a truth, an objective, universal truth. Mm -hmm. That it doesn't matter what I believe. It doesn't matter what you believe. It's just... There's just that answer. <laughs> okay. So when I think of truth, I think of truth in the sense of... Things that can be proven or something? Sometimes they can be proven, and then sometimes they might not be, mm -hmm. and I might not know the answer, mm -hmm. but there is an objective answer. It doesn't matter what I believe. Ah, so it's like a base answer, and then it's like other people's... So when I word. think of personal truths, and tell me if I'm what you think, tell me if I'm wrong about this, yeah. I think of a personal truth being an opinion, but not necessarily a truth, how we think of the word truth, mm -hmm. as in true and real. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I, think, I think it can be also... Because I've met people where... Um, like people that live in their own truths is like only their thoughts or what they think is right and they don't think anybody else is right. So I feel like what if it, it's is, my own it truth. is an opinion, but then it's like... But what if it's my own truth that there is an even number of flowers here, even though if we counted them, <laughs> it was odd. It was odd. But, but my own truth is, is mm -hmm. that it's even. That it's even. Um, then that in those cases, then that would be like an opinion, I feel like. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What if someone said that all personal truths are opinions? Um, I don't think all personal truths are opinions. I think it's based on perspective because some people's brains um, can get stuck in those perspectives or those specific things. So it's like for them, it might be true to them, but it might not be true to other people. Like that kind of thing. I'm a little but it's still, it's still kind of an opinion, I guess. Yeah, I'm confused. Because it's like yeah. a personal, yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So do you think your belief is a personal belief or a universal belief? Um, I think it's a mix of both. Um, I think it's a mix of my personal morals, experiences, all of that, and then with the basics or the knowledge of the universal energy or kind of like a mix in a way. Trying to follow you. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, tell, let me ask you this question about your belief. If your belief wasn't true, and I'm not saying that's the case, <laughs> but if it wasn't, mm -hmm. would there be a way you could find that out. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Is it useful 
to have a belief, any belief, that can't be shown to be false? I think, yeah. Because it's like, even though it can't be proven, it doesn't mean that it's not true, so... Well, I'm saying a belief that can't be shown to be not true. If a belief can't be shown to be not true, then how do we really know? Then it's kind of like true? in limbo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of in limbo. It's like, however you take it in a way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. I really like this conversation. Me too. <laughs> I've never actually talked for real, so it's interesting. It's making me think. Oh, that's I like awesome. It. That's the best thing I've heard all day. I promise you. <laughs> I love things that get me intrigued and like really like, hold on, like, let me elaborate. <laughs> that was music to my ears. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. I hope you listen to my show. I will. I'm yeah, it's being reasonable right oh, there. Really? Yeah, yeah. This is one of the best interviews I've ever had. I promise. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Thank you Thank so you so much. much. What's your name again? Jen? Okay, thanks, Jen. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week. Enjoy the funk.